This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I am Charles Firth and with me today is Dominic Knight. Hello. And for the first time ever on The Chaser Report, Heath Franklin. Yes, g'day. How's it going? Very well. Heath, I can see you've got a show coming up in the new year. It's called Out of Character. And it looks as though you're not doing Chopper. Why the fuck would you not do <laughs> Chopper is so funny. I love Chopper. I've been watching you do it for like decades. Well, yeah, I mean, the, I think next year is uh, coming up on 18 years of me doing Chopper. Yeah, so like a lot of 18-year-olds, I'm taking a year off to discover myself. <laughs> Find out who I am. But there's also, I mean, I've also, you know, been parenting for the last decade and living a very un-Chopper life, so... Yeah, there's just some stuff I need to get off my chest that t- Chopper can't necessarily say. You know, you can't have Chopper being like, oh, kids, they're bloody miracles, but, geez, they drive you crazy, don't they? <laughs> so, yeah. Light observational Chopper. Yeah, I'd yeah. actually quite like to see that. I think I want to yeah. see that show, actually, yeah, well, but that's probably a thought for another time. It's not at the Little Palais at the Perth Cultural Centre, by the way, 3rd to the 12th of February, except for the 6th. He's not doing the Monday, but other than that, get on it. Right. So, yeah, I can imagine that that would be a bit awkward. There are some observations. You can't probably talk about human rights or the war in Ukraine as Chopper, can you? No, not necessarily. I might, I, I have to admit, like, I'm a, I'm a lefty, centre-lefty kind of dude, you know, an ageing lefty, I think is yeah. the appropriate terminology yeah. for it. None of those on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you kids are up to, but I guess I support it. <laughs> <laughs> um, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've managed to sneak a few of those over the line with Chopper, but, yeah, there's, there's not everything you can talk about, you know. So wait a minute. If you've been doing it for 18 years, that must have been, mean there was overlap between him being alive and you taking the piss out of him. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. an uncomfortable amount of overlap. Yeah. And so yeah. did you ever meet him? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of – it was <laughs> underwhelming. Do you remember uh, that amazing publication, Zoo Magazine? Yeah, oh, don't we know it? We, yeah. One of our best writers uh, was editor of it for years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. so they made the snappy transition from <laughs> from from softcore <laughs> porn to um to well, boating injuries. Actually, it was the, it was the other way around. It, 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 he wrote for the Chaser and then decided that his career was going nowhere <laughs> and went to Zoo Magazine. Decided he wasn't using the word norgs often enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> he wanted to upgrade the the quality of his content output. Um, yeah, anyway, so Zoo Magazine got us together for a photo shoot and it was powerfully awkward. You know, mm. I was asking him questions and he was giving me one-word answers. He was trying to be the alpha dog, like just, you know, oh. what have you been up to? But how, how can you be the alpha dog over the fictional version of yourself? It's <laughs> well, like yeah, I mean, that's if your <laughs> chopper's the alpha, then he's still the alpha, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the fact that, like, you know, if you could lick your thumb and rub my tattoos off, mm. you can do that, but with him... 
you know, he'd probably just murder you. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't get it. I was kind of like, you know. But it, it was sort of this weird thing where it was like doing an impersonation of the headmaster at school and then everyone going quiet and then you turn around and they're behind you and you're like, oh. <laughs> well, but, but also, if the, if the headmaster at school was known for murdering people. Yeah, had built a career out of murdering people and bragging about it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was incredibly awkward. And then they were like, here you go, Mark. You can put on one of these white, um, white singlets. And he was like, no, nope, not doing that. And there were moments during the photo shoot where he had me at a headlock and I was like, this is just. Oh, yeah, because you could have just snapped your neck. I mean, it was very public, but, you know. No, and and you can just imagine him thinking, <laughs> well, he's there a lot of his yeah. I'm going to chew off the ear and make it a more uh, closer resemblance. Well, yeah, he was always like, oh, you got to cut your ears off, mate. If you're going to do a proper job, cut the ears <laughs> off. I was like, that just means I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing it because I've got no options now. We've got to put sunglasses on and they fall off my head and I'm like, that's right, I'm chopper forever. I mean, you hear a lot about people getting, you know, kind of caught in a character for a very, very long time. I know um, Steve Coogan and Alan Partridge had spent a little bit of a love-hate over the years. But I don't think anyone else has been caught in quite as unpleasant a character as Chopper. (laughs) (laughs) And a real character. I mean, I remember seeing you doing it um, in that first show that was like the best of the reviews at the Melbourne Comedy Festival many, many years ago. Oh, good heavens. And you were just out of, was it Macquarie Uni Review you'd started doing it? Yeah, that's right. Good old Club Mac, the Dremac uh, comedy reviews, yeah. Because it was it was the best thing in the show then. Like it was just this most amazing thing, and so I'm not surprised. But, but did you it did you know so you were locking yourself in for another 18 years? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I could just, just imagine going back in time and finding you know 22 year old me and be like, you're going to spend most of your life on aeroplanes with a little mustache in a box. <laughs> that's more important than anything else you own. <laughs> that's, that's just. And a texter, presumably. Yeah, and, and texters. Everyone's always like, oh, why don't you just buy tattoo sleeves? It's like, oh, you can't replace tattoo sleeves at a 7-Eleven with five minutes to go <laughs> before the show. True. That's The, the moustache in the box is my, uh, my millstone around my neck. So, And sometimes audiences sort of suspend disbelief too much and actually end up thinking that the character is the person. Did that ever happen to you? Yeah, some people seem to really want that to be the case. Like, a lot of people get it, you know, mm. and it's weird. I always come out after shows to meet people, mm. and some of them will speak to Heath, and other people will just be like, nah, like big, big dudes with tattoos, and, you know, they're like, where's Chopper? Oh, here he is, I'm talking to him. And you get that, that sort of weird, giggly schoolgirl, like, fanboy thing out of them. From, yeah, from these, from these huge from dudes. These hard like, cases. Oh, I'm speaking to Chopper, oh, that's real. And, yeah, and some people just, yeah, straight up don't get it. But, yeah, heaps of people fortunately do. <laughs> Uh, and so, did, have you ever felt your life in in danger? No, not really. I mean, because it's sort of, it's I don't know. I feel like I'm on the right side of it. Like I had a whole yeah. bunch of bikies come to the show in Adelaide, and they were just so. Lovely. And they loved it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like, "Oh, good on you, chopper, you." Legend. You could become a green senator. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not quite support. close enough a relationship, but yeah. <laughs> so before um, you did chopper, we had an, a bit of an incident actually. Yes. Um, we were doing this late night show on Triple M that we used to do. Our first ever paying gig. We were getting, I don't know, five dollars a show each or something. No, and it was <laughs> like it was like a hundred and sixty dollars a show, which yeah. we split. Which five we split ways. five ways, that's right. <laughs> so it's yeah. about, about half Slightly of more than that. Um, gets, and we were it? doing broadcasting like late at night. It was probably I think it was ten till midnight or something. Mm, uh, yeah. On a weeknight. And we were only going to to Sydney. And no. so no, Yeah, we were. We were. <laughs> we were because this is the whole point of the show, the whole point of the anecdote. Is that we were only going to Sydney, so we thought it would be safe. Yes. To make fun right. of Chopper. Yeah. <laughs> and he just put out this book called Hooky the Cripple. Yeah, his kids' book. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he'd um, Adam Cullen, the artist, had illustrated, and 
It was quite out there. And and so we were just basically being dicks about Chopper for about five minutes or so. And then the phone rings in the studio and, G'day, it's Chopper. <laughs> was, was it, G'day, it's Chopper or was it, uh, It's Chopper. It's Chopper. <laughs> Uh, he, he did sound um, – the thing that made me think it was the real chopper because, I mean, I was the person who had been kind of driving the, the conversation and my heart, my life kind of passed before my eyes <laughs> in that moment. But then he went, don't worry, I won't kill yous. <laughs> and I thought that's probably the real guy. It may not have been, mm. but it sounded like he was calling from a pub as well. Yeah, that sounds like him. <laughs> <laughs> I heard And, he and it was just... quite deadpan. Like it wasn't – if it was some larrikin, it would have been probably playing along. But the guy sounded no, – he, he, he did sound very, very kind of out of it. But my recollection of it is that he did sort of – it was this thing where he, he joked along for a little while mm. and then he'd just go completely ice cold on you and, yes. and start threatening you. And you go, oh, come on, like, you know, we're just joking. And But he wouldn't let up. Like he'd go, no, no, that you went too far then. Like I'm going to hunt you down now. And it was like, this is psycho. And then you go, oh, yeah, it's Chopper, yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, obviously that's one thing that's in the movie that comes across is he'd be like, yeah, get out of it, can't. We're friends, aren't we? I'm mm. going to get you. Mm. You've screwed me. And then just flip back again and be very polite and then just be, you know, dark and cold. And you're like, oh, man. Which, you I know, mean, it's, it's almost like a, a life of killing people and being in and out of maximum security doesn't do good <laughs> things to your head. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then when you hear about his childhood, like his mum – Tricked him into going to a mental asylum to get electro, uh, electroshock therapy when he was 14 Fuck. or something. She sent him out to get milk or something like that and just tricked him into going to this place. <laughs> and they held him down and zapped him. And he came home and he was very miffed with his mum. So, yeah, I don't think that's how you breed a well-rounded person. <laughs> it's lucky you're not a character actor who, you know, has to inhabit the character permanently. And, like, <laughs> just ask everyone to call you Chopper in the rest of your life. But well, tell you, us about the show because yeah. how do you, when you've got this character... How do you decide what else you do? I think I've seen you do stand up, straight stand up before, and and kill it, by the way. But um, this is a full hour of of not chopper. What are you going to do? Uh, well, it's. I mean, I've got most of it written, to be honest, which is pretty good. But yeah, just um, I don't know, just all the funny stuff that just wouldn't sound right coming out of chopper. It's kind of hard to explain. Okay, this is the best I can come to for the moment. I was yeah. in Melbourne doing shows for the Fringe, just sort of getting it up and going and testing it out. And there's a shop in Melbourne that used to be called Just Gyozas. <laughs> right. And what did they sell? Just Just Gyozas. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's right there on the packet. Um, <laughs> and then recently they've updated the, sh- the name of their <laughs> restaurant to Just Gyozas and more. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. So. oh, see, Just Jeans had the same problem. I mean, you went in there th- thinking, okay, I really want to focus on my pe- – there's shirts. It's bullshit. Yeah. So that's I, – I, I kind of feel – so, so I feel like Chopper's gyozas and Heath Franklin is just gyozas and more. If you know right. I mean. If okay. you like gyozas, there's been 18 years of them and now, I don't know, there's a salad or something as well. I've, I've right. really undersold that. I'm so bad at <laughs> selling Heath Franklin yeah, as me. the salad. <laughs> like, well, I'll be rushing at him by yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the coleslaw you push aside when you get gyozas from just gyozas. That's what the new show's like. No, it's – um. It's, yeah. it's, it's always this so, bit so, there, like so there's a bit of chopper material as well as light observational parenting advice. Is, is that the sort of show that you, you're marketing here? Or <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I, yeah. Once again, I'm doing a terrible job selling it, but like, um, yes. There okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's always like, what can we expect from your show? And you're like, oh, I can Jokes. give you the setups, or I can give you the setups and then the punchlines, but that's giving it away. But uh, yeah. 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. None of the medical advice contained in the Chaser Report should legally be considered medical advice. The Chaser Report. What did you do during the pandemic when you couldn't actually do live stuff? Did you? Were you stuffed? No, that's when I started making chopper videos. I went out and I like, figured out how to set up a green screen at my place um, and started doing some, you know, travel travel band videos and stuff like that and all sorts of different chopper stuff. Uh, and that was brutal because after, you know, TV, you're kind of working with a crew or whatever and you know when stuff's funny because people are laughing. Mm. Stand up, you know, when things are going well because everyone's laughing. But then with the internet, you put something out there and you've just got the comments. Yes. And when your mental health's already a bit ropey, <laughs> yes. you go through the yeah. comments. Oofed. So, yeah, that's what I did during the, the pandemic as I um, <laughs> tried not to read the comments on my videos, <laughs> basically. But they went very well, didn't they? Yeah, some of them went well. I did a Bunnings ad about, you know, that Karen that went in there and went crazy and yeah. it went pretty well and that was all right. And I've kind of upskilled a fair bit as well in terms of learning how to edit and green screen. Are and you on the TikTok? I've been thinking about it. It yeah. kind of looks like fun. I mean, I've got this weird thing I was saying the other day. I film in landscape because I'm one of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Old school oh. dinosaurs who recognise yes. the fact that our eyes have been placed next to each other laterally because yes. our life occurs that way. Mm. Um but yeah, there's something about turning your phone side on and not bothering about costumes or production values or anything. Or, or comedy. Like, yeah, or comedy, you know. Like yeah. Instead of dressing up like a cat. Just do a dance. Isn't that someone. all you need to do? You just need some sort of dance to an existing piece of music. No, no, my understanding of TikTok is you just um, say something terribly misogynistic about women and yeah. then you get followed by everyone. You become the Andrew Tate of TikTok. You can do whatever you like in TikTok. It's great. Mm. You can just sit behind your car steering wheel and rant about something. Yes. You can steal someone else's TikTok and yes. then get more f- famous. And yeah, it's just. We, it's don't we sound like old codgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in my day, we had production values. Back in Why'd my somebody day, somebody tell those children that their phones rotate chair. to landscape mode as well. They can oh. watch <laughs> just as easily. <laughs> Nothing. This is my old school Hilda Dion. Is it, you know when people trying to film something that's naturally happening in landscape, like a car driving mm. past, and they're filming it in portrait, and you're like, yes, <sighs> yeah. That, I'm watching quite a lot of tennis videos at the moment, right? I, I love watching tennis on YouTube because I've been trying to get back into tennis, and it keeps showing me all these shorts that are in portrait. And you can't watch tennis; you can't actually see the tennis court. It's ridiculous. It's it just, just scrolls the, just the, backwards and forwards. Just it's the umpire nice. in the net. I'm happy to die with you on that hill of, of <laughs> middle-aged irritation at um, Portrait. But apparently the only way you can sell tickets to shows now is on if you go on TikTok. But that's apparently where all the people who buy tickets to things are. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I've turned up to the comedy store to do, you know, gigs with me and the old grizzled stand-ups before. And there's some mm. show that's on before us that's sold out three times over for someone called, like, yeah, nah, Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like people are queuing up around the block for autographs. I'm like, how, how, how can I have never heard of Yeah, nah, Gary? Mm. And he's doing better than I am. Uh, TikTok is the answer, apparently. He's quite happy to film in portrait mode. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy, amoral. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of 
the Hitler of, <laughs> of comedy. <laughs> yeah. We're going to break some rules. <laughs> uh, well, that yeah. said, I would like to hear Chopper's version of TikTok. What Chopper? So I think, I think he'd have some um, TikTok. I think yes, he'd have some. Because a lot of them no. are how to videos, aren't they? Oh, the TikTok ones? Yeah, like they're usually like how to chop up, you know, onion properly or whatever. You can do how to chop up an ear properly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I have to, my favorite sort of TikToks, because, you, know, you know, the good ones make it through. I love developing countries um, doing things with excavators, you know, like the countries that don't have much occup- occupational health oh, and safety. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, we're going to drive this 36-ton excavator onto a dinghy, and you're like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's content. real jeopardy there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they pull it off, and you're like, all right. Yeah, good on you right. guys, yeah. yeah. Or Americans wearing black gloves trying to put more cheese in a recipe that's already mostly cheese. That's a TikTok <laughs> as well. What? Yeah, they just get a hamburger and then a syringe and they just pump it full of cheese. It's bloated and crying. (laughs) Jesus. And then they deep fry that in some cheese and you're like, oh, my God. Good on you, America. (laughs) You know that TikTok serves you content that it thinks you will like. Yeah, that's the scary bit. Because after the um, Olympics, I got into skateboarding. Mm. On, uh, on Instagram. Oh, yes. Because they had all the... so good at the Olympics, wasn't it? It was incredibly entertaining. Oh, yeah, the, the skateboarding at BMX was the best thing. So I got into And, like, there's something about these bendy young 20-year-olds that throw themselves down a flight of stairs 40 mm. times in a row and absolutely eat it. And then the glee of time number 41 where they just nail it and skate off and all their friends are cheering. It's like, all right, this will help me get through the pandemic. Um, <laughs> but then I got burnt through too much of it and it got to the point where it was just offering me, like, four-year-old girls trying to do backflips on BMX bikes. <laughs> and and I was breaking like, their neck. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I think I've run out of Instagram, damn it. <laughs> you got to the end of Reels. Yeah, I, cl- I clocked it. <laughs> so are you doing any – are you working at all before the end of the year or are you just literally focusing on February? Like is that the next time you actually do any work? No, I've got, some, I've got heaps of chopper <laughs> gigs coming up. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, doing some far north Queensland shows, uh, doing the Sunshine Coast Comedy Festival, got a gig coming up in Newcastle. So, yeah. Oh, I'm okay, I'm kind of flipping back and back and Back and forth so between the two. It's ba- basically, we don't. You don't need us to plug those. Those are sell themselves because they're chopper. But the one in February, which is something else, that's the one to. Yeah, get behind it, Perth. Yeah, give it a take the lid off and give it a good long sniff. <laughs> <laughs> See if it's good. The yeah. things he can't say as chopper. Okay, <laughs> parenting advice. It's uh, oh, it's not advice as much as frustration. I mean, those are the thoughts that occupy ninety percent of my brain on a given given day. So how old I'm on board. Done? I've got an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. I, t- I had a mate ages ago and he had a baby and I had a 4-year-old and a 6-year-old. He was like, it gets easier, doesn't it? I was just like, no. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a sweet uh, like 12-month period where they do what you tell them to and then yes. they start doing what you do and you're like, oh. You say things like, we don't shout in this house and then he'll be like, yeah, you do though. And you're like, oh. <laughs> all right, Heathwell, all the best with being being you. And if it doesn't work out, look, there's plenty of pr- plenty of juice in the old chopper lemon yet, I'm sure. In my defence, I've spent a lot of my life being me. Anyway. <laughs> how, how much of your life have you spent being you? Uh, like easily most of it. Yeah, you are. With the exception of a, maybe one or two hours a day. Yeah. Every now and then. For a while. I did, I have to admit, when I first started doing chopper live, like hard, full on 2007, I was started, like, I remember my mum once told me that if you start dreaming in the language that you're learning, it means you're getting close to mastering it. And I started having <laughs> chopper dreams. Oh, wow. I was just wandering around and being like, what's this going on? Oh, buddy, get some lunch. There we go. There's a door. Oh, it's got my dad behind it. Oh, look, the phone's a salmon. You know, like, yeah, it was um, 
It, it comes too easily. Alarming, yeah. Wow. And did you start randomly murdering people as well? Yeah, it was this whole yeah. like fight club thing where I'd yeah. wake up with blood on my hands and mm. I'd have, I would have achieved a lot, obviously, but, yeah. you know, no memory of it and can't take the credit, so. <laughs> <sighs> Is that who was behind the Melbourne gangland war? Sleepy Heath. (laughs) (laughs) Solved. Me and my boxer shorts and a t-shirt saying things like, "If you don't move, I will bloody shoot you." And I can't believe we've just turned into a true crime podcast. We've we've (laughs) solved our first crime. (laughs) Yep, yep. It's the new underbelly series sold right there. Underbelly narcolepsy. (laughs) Our gear is from Rode, and we are part of the Acast Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. Thanks for having me. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.